Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. Yes, hi guys. I thought Josh was going to steal my whole message just here for a minute. I had it written out here. I thought he's going to start reading it and I'm not going to have to get up. And then I thought maybe if I do this, God will teleport me somewhere else and I won't have to be here anymore. Um, But no, it didn't happen. So he must want me to share what I've got today. Um, It is a real privilege to be up here. Um, Josh has been warned to give me a signal if I start to sound like a chipmunk. Because, I don't know, I was talking to some of the girls over there and I was saying, you know, when you're nervous and then you add excitement to that, as a woman, you can end up like this and being so really excited about everything. And so Josh is going to give me... And so if you see him do that, I'll just take a moment and I might just stop mid-sentence and just take a breath and stop for a minute. Okay, but it is great. It is great to be up here on Mother's Day. It's very much my privilege, like Josh said, to be out the back often with the kids. And there we have some a phenomenal families here and some phenomenal kids in this church. And I didn't know when I started the kids' ministry what it would be like. I was very nervous. You know, there are... I would often think, I love my kids, but can I really have patience for other people's kids to be legit? But actually, the kids out the back are phenomenal, and I love spending time with them, and it is a great privilege of mine to to be able to help grow their faith and help you guys as families to grow your kids' faith. Um, And I also am very aware that there are a lot of mums here that don't have kids that come to this church because they're adults, Right? I remember someone telling me a while back, which was hard to wrap my head around, that I would have adult kids for a lot longer than I would have kid kids. You know, and we have little kids for such a short time, and then one day we have to send them off into the big scary world, and they move out of our house, and I'm not ready for that. So good on you mums that have done that and been brave enough to let your kids go off and have their own kids and be grown up, because my kids are just going to stay in my house for the rest of their lives. That's why I homeschool, you know, just so they are really close to me. They don't know that, but that's the plan. They can move in with their husbands and have their kids with, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, let's just pray for a moment. Father God, please help me. Help me to lay my nerves aside and speak what you have on my heart to speak. Lord, I pray that if there is anyone in this room that can be impacted by my message, that you would do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, I release you to have your way. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Cool. Yes, it was pretty freaky when Josh asked me to share on Mother's Day. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to impart some amazing wisdom to all these mums out there, and I could do this, and I could do that, and I could do that. And then Josh, with all his wisdom, he is very awesome. He's an awesome husband. I love him to bits, and he's very wise. And he said, Liz, you haven't been up there before. Just share something about yourself. Share a little bit about what you've learned, and you'll go well. So that's what I'm going to do today. Hopefully it's not too heavy. If it is heavy, at least we can all eat cake and have fun afterwards, and it'll be fine. Um, So following on. So I thought I would start from the very beginning, because, you know, that's a very good place to start. I don't know if there's any other 
Sound of Music fans here. I'm a big Sound of Music fan. It's a very good place to start. So the beginning for me started in 1987. You can do the maths there. I was born in Christchurch to uh, Norma and Ted Moore. So uh, Ted was a 50-year-old dairy farmer. Uh, Norma was a 40-year-old fiery Irish woman. They were both on their second marriages. Um, they had seven other kids, so we had, I have seven half-brothers and sisters, and they had had my sister, Joanne, who's here today, and myself um, then. So that was our family unit. I also had two nephews already, so I had a lot of older brothers and sisters that were probably old enough, well, were old enough to be my parents. So that was our family unit. Um, that family unit lasted for, uh, I think they were married for about five years, and so when I was four, uh, my parents separated and I don't know if anyone else knows the whole custody thing, joint custody thing and who experienced that as a child. But that was my life for the next wee while. So we, I had two Christmases, yes, two birthdays, two bedrooms, two homes. Um, you know, it wasn't all it's cracked up to be, as you, as you know. Um, and then, uh, very sadly, my mum actually got sick and she passed away when I was 10. So I went to live with my dad. And so me and my sister Jo, we went to live with my dad. He was 60 now, and he was, uh, he was, he actually had retired from dairy farming, and he was now a motel owner. So we went and moved into the motels and helped him run the motels. Um, but the truth is, right, everybody here has a story. Everybody here has something that has shaped them, something that, words that have been said or events that have happened in their life that have shaped them and shaped how they see the world. And my first 10 years, they really shaped how I saw the world. Um, as, a, as a kid and growing up as a teenager, I, I would often try and hide myself from the world. I was scared that I would lose people I loved, so I didn't give myself to situations. I hid who I was away. I was afraid of being rejected. Um, I was afraid that, I was afraid of a lot of things. I was um, afraid of public speaking. It really is an absolute miracle that I would stand up here and share with you all. If you had known me when I was a teenager or even a kid, like my sister Jo and Josh for a time, um, you would know that this is God right here, that I would stand up here. It's, it's, if, if I was left to it, yes, I would have sprinted out of the room. <laughs> but um, God has done some amazing things in my life. So the one thing I want to talk to you about today, and the one thing I sort of seem I feel qualified to talk to you about is fear. Because I have dealt with a lot of fear in my life, and I continue to deal with a lot of fear in my life. Uh, so fear, right? Fear is the one thing that would stop me from being the mum that I want to be. Fear is the one thing that would stop me from being the wife that I want to be, from the Christian I want to be, and from the person that God has created me to be. Fear is pretty sucky, right? Um, like I said, it is a massive testimony that I would stand up here. When I was a kid, I would, if, or a teenager, if I had to speak in my class, if I had to hold a book and read, you know, a paragraph, I'd just not go to that class. And I was a good girl, 
but I would bunk and I wouldn't care about the grades because the thought of looking stupid was enough to just drive me out of there. So, you know, it is, it is, an, it is a real amazing thing what God has done. Um, you know, but as Christians, we here do not fear so often, right? It's all through the Bible. It says, you know, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be afraid. Uh, do not worry about tomorrow because it's got enough worries of its own, right? There's so many things to be afraid of. But the truth is, fear is really normal. It's a normal part of life. Me being afraid right now, that's normal. And we all have to face fear from time to time, right? Um, sometimes I can relate to the Israelites, you know, they're standing on the edge of the Red Sea and they can't go backwards because the Israelite army's back there and they can't, they can't go back into bondage. The Israelite, the, the Egyptian army, I knew I was going to do that. The Egyptian army is back there, not the Israelite army, um, is back there and that's bondage, that's slavery, that's, you know, that's, that's not where you want to go, but to go forwards is the unknown, like God, he split the Red Sea, but there was waves on each side and they had to cross the Red Sea. What, what, if, what if it all crashed in on them? You know, that I so often feel like God's calling me to move forward, but it's the unknown. I don't know what to do. It's freaky, right? Yep, yep, it's freaky. Um, so what do we do? What do we do? So I have a couple of things that I think have helped me along the way that I want to share with you. Um, so number one, Josh is in control of my thing. It's don't feed it, right? So if you think of fear like a big beast in front of you, and you know the more you feed something, the stronger it gets, the bigger it gets. So if we feed fear, if we if we in the same in the spiritual, you know, if we feed the fear it's going to get bigger. It's going to stand in our way. It's going to stop us from going through. So, don't feed it. Just following my notes. <laughs> it's a good thing to do. Um, so, what do I mean by not feeding it? I have an example from my life. Uh, so, when I first got married, I was only 19, and I had lived in my dad's house, and then I moved into a house with Josh, and I hadn't actually spent a lot of time at night by myself. And what I discovered was when Josh was away at work or um, out with the guys, and I had to go to sleep by myself in a house that was dark, I had a whole heap of fear. I would fear that I wasn't safe, that something bad was going to happen to me, and um, I couldn't stop it. And Obviously, that wasn't good. I don't like missing sleep. It's like my number one thing. I hate missing sleep. And I was missing sleep because of this fear. And any noise that happened, I would, you know, wake up again. I'd be half asleep and I'd wake up and I'd be, what was that? I have to turn the light on and see that the room is clear and then turn it back off again. Um, and so I talked to Josh and, you know, we talked about it. And I thought, well, I should probably pray about it. So I prayed about it. And... I felt like God said, actually, there's some stuff in your life that is feeding that fear. There's images in your life that is feeding that fear. And we had been watching TV, as you do, um, and there was one particular show called CSI that we had watched, Crime Scene Investigators. And they had been solving murders, and as you do, and they would show images of what, the, what had happened in the murder at the end. You know, so they solved the murder, this is what happened, and... 
I had those images in my head, and God said, that's not helping you. You know, the, there's lots of things that I was watching, but that in particular, and he said, you know, you actually need to cut that stuff out of your life. You need to cut out any horrors, any thrillers, anything that is actually feeding that fear in your life. So that was one thing that God led me to do, and um, it did make a difference. It didn't stop it straight away, you know, but it helped it become smaller and weaker, and it meant that I could then step over that fear and keep going to where I needed to go and get sleep, which was really important. (laughs) Um, So that's number one, and I wonder whether some of us today need to think about that as well. You know, are there things in our lives that we could cut out, things in our lives that aren't helping us to go on the path that we need to go? Are there things that we are feeding those fears by what we're doing? You know, it it could be TV shows, but it could also be things that you're searching on the internet, you know, or things that you are having conversations about. You know, there are things that we can cut out to actually minimize those fears and stop them from having, um, you know, standing in our way like the big beast in the way when we have to cross over. So that's number one. Number two is hit it with the Jesus stick. So you can thank Josh for that. That is very much a Joshism. He was like, you've got to make it catchy, Liz. You've got to help them remember. So hit it with the Jesus stick. Hit it with the Jesus stick means to hit it with the truth. Hit it with the truth of God. And the Bible is full of amazing truths. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So sometimes we just didn't need to declare God's truth, right? You know, it's like the truth, the fear standing inside of us and we shove it to the side and we replace it with the truth. Um, so there is tons of Bible verses. I've got a couple that Josh is awesomely, he put the slideshow together for me. Isn't he great? And he made it all girly. It's really nice of him. Um, so, you know, verses like I have said to myself many times preparing this message, uh, you should, oh, not that one. <laughs> God has not given me a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and, a, and self-control or sound, sound mind. Um, and that's what he's, it's the truth. And so I had to keep telling myself that when I was freaked out and I thought, God, yep, some people can do this, but not me. No, not me. And he's like, no, actually, Liz, you can do this. I have not given you a spirit of fear and timidity. That's not from me. I have given you what you need to do this. So that was one of the truths I spoke over myself. And, you know, there's lots of verses. There's another verse we know that we know that all good things come from God. All things work together for good. Romans 8, 28. You know, and we, we have the Bible, We all hopefully have a Bible at home. We can all go through and highlight these verses and continually speak them over ourselves when we're facing those fears that that seems so impossible, but God wants us to go through because he wants us to go through to our path. He wants us, like the Israelites, to go through and keep walking and get to the other side because there are good things on the other side. You know, Um, the Psalms are full of them. Psalms are amazing. David really knew what he was talking about. He was dealing with all sorts of stuff. He was dealing with armies coming to get him, right? And he constantly, constantly in the Psalms, do you hear him talking to himself, pretty much, you know? In in Psalms 27, he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? He's telling himself, I don't need to be afraid. 
this is what God, this is the truth in my life. You know, declarations, they beat up fear. They're hitting it with the Jesus stick. They're declaring that God is the truth and the fear is the lie, right? And we need to do that. And sometimes we need to do it over and over and over and over again in our lives because sometimes we, we don't get it. You know, sometimes we, that fear just keeps coming, keeps coming. You know, and there are other times in our lives where the unexpected happens. You know, someone gives us the microphone <laughs> and we freeze up. Or possibly even worse, you know, someone we know gets cancer, someone we love gets cancer, and we've already gone through it once, and all this fear comes upon us. You know, like I've done many times in my life, in those times, all I want to do is say, God, I just want to know that you've got this. And I remember one particular time when I said that, I said, God, I just want to know that you've got this. And he said, then give it to me. I love Psalms 4, 6, because it says exactly what we need to do. You know, sometimes Bible, sometimes it isn't as clear. In this verse, it is super clear. Um, I'm almost done, so if you want to get up. Um, this is super clear, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, present your fears to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God says, give it to me. Give all that fear, all that stuff that you're carrying, um, all the fear that you're going to lose someone you love, all the fear that you're going to look stupid in front of everyone, all the fear that um, of the future and what the future is going to look like. Give it all to God. You know, as we pray and give our fears to God, His peace is our reward. You know, and it is bigger and better than we can ever understand. And His peace is what's got me through so much stuff in my life. His peace is what brought me up here. His peace is what keeps me going and walking the path, just like the Israelites had to walk when the, the sea was beside them. His peace is what gets me through. And there are definitely times in life where you just have to go, God, I just give it to you. I give you all this fear. I give you all this anxiety. I give you all this frustration. I just give it all to you, God. So it's, it's important to hit fear with the Jesus stick, right? It's important to not feed it, not feed it so you can step over it. Hit it with the Jesus stick so you can move it aside and you can keep on going. But at times the unexpected comes. You know, in those times we need God's peace. We need to know that He is in control. And if you're here today, I would, I would really love the opportunity to pray for you and I know the team would as well. If that's something that you've struggled with. I struggled with it for a really long time and I still struggle with fear, right? But there are times in our lives where God has something for us and it's on the other side of fear. 
You know, he's speaking to you. He's telling you, I want you to do this for this person. You know, like Josh was speaking about before, the guy that would go up and know he knew that that was the person he needed to pray for. You know, there are times where God's asking us to do things, but on the other side of it is the victory, but in between is the fear, right? So if, you, if you're here this morning and fear is having a really good go at you, if you're here this morning and you know that God is calling you to do something and fear is in the way, I'd love to pray for you. The team would love to pray for you and we'd love to gather around you and just see that shift in your life because God is awesome and he can do amazing things. Um, so I'm just going to pass over to Josh and the team's going to lead us in one last song and then we're going to eat some cake, right? Yeah, yeah, okay.